All right, welcome back to another episode of Spark Your Fire. We are back on another week of property segment here. Uh, it's your host, David Shi, and um, I've got here with me today um, a brilliant man in his, in his abilities, in his ability to be able to find uh, properties, and no one knows better Perth than he does, in my personal opinion, I've got to say. It's uh, David Hall from Perth Buyers Agency. Dave, thanks. welcome thanks, back. Thanks, Dave. That's good looking. Davids have got to work together. Ah, like like always, mate. Like always, we've we've worked on uh, multiple occasions, and I've yeah. got to say, you know, I've only had brilliant feedback in terms of your work. So, you know, that's why I thought it makes perfect sense to bring you back on the show. Um, and because you know, Perth in the last, I can I can say this in the last six months, you know, uh, my my client percentages have shifted from Brisbane to Perth and that's a significant trend as well you know six months ago there was probably majority of them would still be looking at uh, Brisbane you know small percentage of Perth but now it's more shifting more towards a 50-50 so that kind of you know gives me a good indicator to say well look you know that investors always chase value so and we know you know that they've got really good sharp eyes around this and you know that's why I thought it makes sense to bring Dave back on to see what's really happening on the Perth ground because I guess as a, as a segue to lead in, the core logic data doesn't, doesn't necessarily reflect the true picture on no. the ground, is it? No, it's not. So a couple of interesting things with RP data. So yeah. RP data is trying to capture an entire market within a number. So we'd say that the Perth market is made up of four different housing sections. Okay. Houses. No common walls, 500 square meter block, units. You might have a common wall. There's three or four of you on a built strata or survey strata. Mm -hmm. Apartments and land. The Perth market, because we're now coming out of the longest, deepest property recession in Australian history at five years. One of the many consequences of that has been that the gap in houses between units, villas and apartments and houses is too close. So you could go, well, I can buy this really nice house for 600,000 or I can buy this pretty ordinary villa for 500,000. I'll go buy the house. So RP data has been trying to capture those four in a single. The number, the story of Perth is it is our housing market, houses that are moving. Houses. We have land sales have all but come to a screaming halt because of the depth, the duration and the serviceability uh, and just the the depth of the recession that we've had in property. Mm. Our builders, uh, they just, their prices have gone up 30 to 40% last year. There's still continued pricing. You sign a contract today, if you're lucky, you're going to get a key in two years and you you don't know what it's going to cost you. Wow. Okay. So... (laughs) It's stopped. Um, land sales are down to 50 to 70 transactions a week. Um, it, you, you just Building is just not an option if you want a house today. It, yeah, it's right. just not practical. Apartments, there is, there's a lot of apartments that are slated to come out of the ground, but the price differential, and I'll give you an example. So I'm building four special disabled accommodation units in Victoria Park. Um, the sales price as a normal apartment is 520000 for a two-bed, two-bath. 
with a bit of negotiation and a bit of canniness, I can actually get a nice unit for 550,000 in the same suburb. Okay. So price differentiation for apartments isn't enough yet to make it attractive. Right. But housing has gone insane. So if your clients are bored, I'll, I'll give you some notes that you can put up. Um, yep. Get onto a website, www.reiwa.com.au. Rewire, yep. Yep. Click on research mm-hmm. and click on um, weekly data release. Weekly so data it's titled release. Perth, Perth Property Market. That will take you to something called Real Facts. Um, this is released normally weekly, but when there's a public holiday like we've just had, it's a little bit behind the times. Sure. Um, what it does is it breaks down the housing market. And there's a couple of really, really evident trends that are going on. Um, the first one is the number of houses for sale has nosedived. If I was to go back 18 months ago, there would be eight and a half to 9,000 houses for sale. Uh, as of last week, that's dropped down to 3,785. So that's dropped and, more than 50%. It, it, more than 50%. More than 50%. Consider that Perth, depending what, what you call Perth, because it's yeah. a very spread out city, has a population of 2.1 million people. Housing is ridiculously tight. Um, so if I'm going to an open home and the house is a five out of 10 or better, I know I'll be one of at least five offers. Mm. Um, to just give you an example, um, got a client, we own the two neighbouring houses, the zone for ultra high density. Um, the third one came on the market and it, it, it really gives them nearly 3,000 square metres of ultra high density right by a train station. Yep. We wanted it. Agent was unaware that we had the other two. Um, went, we, we overpaid to ensure that we got it. There was six written offers and two verbal offers. We paid 530000 to get a nice 4-1, five and a half out of 10. Mm. Um, the same agent two weeks ago sold a house literally around the corner, which I would give a 6 out of 10, but a 3-1, not a 4-1, mm-hmm. sold it for 5.30. So I've had to ring up my client this morning and say, sorry, we've made 30 grand in six weeks. <laughs> That's not a bad result, mate. <laughs> it, it, it's not a bad weekly result, particularly if we can maintain that. That's right. Um, and we have, there's a couple of real perversities going on in the market. So the next one is our rental market. Mm-hmm. Um, we, because of the duration of the downturn, so you would say in a balanced market around 30 to 35% of houses are rental properties. Yep. We've essentially had, because there's been a bit of an overhang, six years of investors leaving the market and no backfall. So we've dropped down to as little as 10% of investors in the market. So we have a chronic shortage of rental properties. You know, I'm buying houses even with inflating prices um, at about a 4.5 to 5.2 percent standard rental yield. So you get them great rate, and they're generally a neutral hold. But we're just seeing absolute desperation on the part of tenants. There is a, a very sad story. A client of mine rung me, David, I've got a personal friend. Can you help them out? Yeah, w- what's the story? She's a single mum. She's got six kids. She can't find a place to rent. Can you help her? No. 
no one's going to rent to her. Mm. We're seeing, you know, desperation in tenants where, you know, a rental open home, whatever you advertise it for, uh, your winning offer is going to offer $30 to $50 a week more than whatever you've put it on. Yep. You're going to get offered, you know, one to six months rent in advance. Um, and there is real desperation. Um, we're now starting to get into that next segment of people living together. So, you know, it used to be because our rents were so cheap, you know, yep. boyfriend, girlfriend, 4-2. Now they're starting to get their friends in to help pay the rent. Yeah, um, wow. We've hit, so we're currently at around 2,100 properties for rent, which is structurally as low as we can go because tenant leaves, you do the open home. It, it, we've just we've just hit the absolute rock bottom. Um, what would that translate to from a vacancy rate perspective, then? Oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're at around 1.5% vacancy one and a half. rate. And, and look, it varies suburb to suburb. Yeah. Um, you know, and it seems to come in waves. So like the suburb I love, one called Greenwood, uh, four weeks ago there was no houses for rent. Mm. None. None, zero. Wow. Zero. Um, it's, and then, you know, the next week there was three. It, it, so, but we, we just, we because of this large amount of investors leaving, there'd been no backfill. The fact that um, COVID has been a real blessing to WA, um, we've seen a lot of Eastern states, people migrate over permanently. Um, we're now starting to see that international wave of people come over that mm. couldn't get in. Um, it's putting huge pressure on the market. And because our building industry, you know, three years ago, we had over 250 builders file for bankruptcy. The duration and the depth of the downturn means that after five years, the builders don't have working capital. They haven't trained trades. Because there's a global building going on, we can't even get trades. We're just in this position, which is why I'm loving Perth as an investment. We can't add stock. Mm. You just, we, we do not have that ability. Um, you know, we're looking for a single story build, sign contract keys at two years. Um, and, and that's a minimum, probably more like a minimum, you know. Hey, look, it depends on the builder. Um, if you're if you're bored, get onto a Facebook group called Shonky Builders WA. <laughs> the name suggests for itself, basically. Yeah, it, it explains what's going on. <laughs> and look, there are a few grizzlers in there, and there are a few people who don't understand what building it involves in. Yeah. But it's eye-opening as to just the behaviour that is going on. I honestly think we're going to see a commission into the building industry here because there's some abhorrent behaviour going on. Sounds like a lot of cowboys is running their show, isn't it? Well, just... yeah, there's, some, there's certainly some of that coming on. They just they can't get the trades. Yeah. They're just, yeah. you know, I mean, they're just not there. And our mining industry, so uh, the West Australian released an article last week for the first time in history, West Australia has more job vacancies than unemployed. Really? Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, an example, jumponseat.com.au. Yep. Type in um, a heavy-duty diesel mechanic, Western Australia. There's 504 vacant jobs. 504. 504. So that means that there's actually more because what's the point of advertising when there's 500 unfilled jobs? Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I look, I, and I'd be taking a guess, but we'd probably be lucky to add 100 apprentices a year into that field. And, and, and it's just very, very systematic. You know, I went to the local coffee shop. There's a big sign, please be patient. We can't get enough staff. And that's mm. coffee to top end mining jobs. We need people, we need them now. And at the same time, we, we just don't have the housing stock and we can't deliver it in a timely fashion. Mm. Mm. So how, so, so basically what you mentioned there essentially is the, the labor shortages, uh, which yeah. hopefully, you know, now that the, the WA borders are open, there will be more immigrants attracted and they're coming in. Okay, they're yeah. very, very definitely coming in. Yeah. Is there is there a big flock of them coming in at the moment based on the latest yes. stats? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's not a big flock. It, it's sort of more a systematic flat line. Okay. But they're Controlled. definitely coming in. So an example is one of the strategies I love is rent by the roof. You buy a sort of four-bedroom house, depending yes. on the layout, we convert it to five, maybe six bedrooms, add some bathrooms. I've got a client that's actually in Greenwood um, that has just completed one. Mm -hmm. um, and he, the, the nature of that is you get a lot of people, look, I'm just going to live here for three months, sort it out, work out where I want to be. 300 rental applications for five bedrooms. 300? 300. He's now finishing his third one with me. That'll be done in two weeks. Jesus. And I'm already going for number the next one, 400. Um it, and, you know, there's some advantages for the tenants in that, but it's just, yeah, it, it, that's just really good evidence of just that shortage of that short-term, short-stay, let me find my feet, then I'll go out and get what I want. Mm, that's interesting. And because of the Perth uh, housing market are not built for, like, single people, single family as such as, as well. Yeah. That's why yeah. it's just it just becomes such a devastating <laughs> um, it, it, situation. It is, and, and, you know, it's the same up north in the mining towns, um, particularly Caratha and Headland, same deal, not enough housing, not enough accommodation. Because of the boom in Perth CBD, it's a real struggle to get builders up there, even more so. And, you know, they're both in boom town uh, times as well. You know, there's a property on the market in Port Headland. It's on for 750000 I reckon it's worth probably seven ten to seven twenty, um, and it's getting fifteen hundred dollars a week rent. Wow, it's amazing return, I've got to say. But uh, yeah. Carafa, Carafa's mining town, if I'm not mistaken. So Carafa's sort of got a benefit. It's got iron ore through Rio Tinto. Okay. It's also got oil and gas through Woodside and Chevron. So right. um, there's also a shortage of supply. Once again, going back to that same issue of the downturn. Mm -hmm. uh, they're doing the Scarborough project, which, depending whose numbers you believe, is going to be somewhere between $25 to $30 billion. Half of that's being spent in Western Australia. Mm. And that hits the ground uh, August this year. They're going to have boots on the ground up in Caratha. Um, wow. Speaking to local agents, it's already a very tight rental market. Um, you know, my rental property there was getting $1,100. I increased the rent to $1,300 three weeks ago. No squiggles, not even a, a skerrick of complaint from the tenant. It's not bad considering I paid 321 for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good, Dave. I mean, you've been very, very humble as always. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, okay. very nice deal. So, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah we, we, we just, you know, if I'm sort of hunting in a couple of areas. Um, I seem to have a bit of a reputation for buying meth home. So because of liability... <laughs> 
um, concerns, particularly where a bank's stepping in. I, I just get the phone calls. I've got yeah. people who will buy them, who will remediate them. We've also got a big problem in that there's a lot of upsizes and downsizes yeah. that um, want to move, but they know if they sell their house, they're not going to find another property. Mm. So I'm getting a lot, and I'm not getting bargains, but I'm getting properties. Um, I'm getting a lot of calls where, and it really suits an investor, I've got to have a flexible settlement date. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. getting those calls, can you help me? I've been doing this for nine years. People know what I'm looking for. And, you know, I'll put a client into something like that. Might be two months, might be three months, might be six months, and we'll settle. And I'm getting a lot of that that sort of thing and the occasional desperate need it now you know this is a seller situation do you want to do it or not um on market it is you know it, it it's ferocious yeah um i'll give you an example so property around the corner from where i live 25 Brickley way Dunpraig. very nice four bed two bar eight and a half out of ten i'd give it Mm -hmm. sold 14 months ago and I thought it went for silly money then at 870,000 uh, just went under contract three weeks ago for 1.15 million Oof. the owner has done nothing <laughs> um, you know open home used to be sort of five offers per open home now it's sort of heading towards seven to eight offers it's really really competitive and you know, agents are absolutely now taking to market because they know they're going to get a better deal for their clients. Yeah, and that's I think that's uh, that, yeah, that's exactly the same situation that we're seeing in Sydney and Melbourne last year. You know, in particular when you spoke about owner occupiers want to upgrade or downgrade, but at the same time they're concerned that they're not going to be able to afford to buy something. Yeah. In, you know, and that's yeah, it's, it's, and and it becomes a vicious circle because they don't want to sell if they can't find something. Yeah. <laughs> and then whereas yeah. what, what I'll do them is say, look, we'll give you a letter of finance. Yeah. You know, give us three weeks, we'll give you a letter of finance. Yeah. You can go and write a cash offer. And they go, oh, oh, okay. And that for me is getting, you know, just under the market mm. is giving them a lot of confidence to go out there and, you know, I'll give them guidance and help them get the property that they want. Nice. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's, it, but it's just, um, and there's just no accounting for the emotional buyer and what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's, yeah, really, really interesting. From what you're hearing on the ground, Dave, at the moment, what would be the, what will be the percentage between investors and own occupiers at the moment that's looking to get, to get in? Really interesting. So for the last five years, so the number that you see on RP data mm. actually comes from NAB. So they're the only people that release the percentage of investors. Um, I don't see many brokers using NAB because their processing times are pretty bad and I don't think their rates are that hot. I'll leave you to comment on that. <laughs> A year ago, 10%. Four months ago, five months ago, 15%. We're now heading up to 20% uh, investors. Yeah, right. And yet I would say a balanced market is around 30%. Okay. If we look at Sydney in the pink, half of buyers were investors. Correct, yeah. So, and we just have this thing as there is nothing to rent. Um, you know, I've getting calls all the time. Look, got a friend. Can you help me? <laughs> you know, um, I'll give you an example of just how tight our market is. So I've got a, a client. 
She's a young girl. She's purchased three investment properties for me. She works for one of the big oil and gas companies in the CBD. She works 12 hours a day, six, seven days a week. And I don't know her salary, but I would guess it's high ones to low twos. Um, she owns investment properties. She gets properties. She doesn't want to buy an apartment because it's not going to perform as well as a house. She's trying to get an apartment in the CBD. She's single. She doesn't smoke. She doesn't drink. She's quite religious. She cannot get an apartment. And I would have her as a tenant in one of mine in a heartbeat. Wow. Great quality tenants can't get rental properties. Jeez. <laughs> that, um, that, really, that really says it all, basically, about yeah. the rental crisis that's currently going on around Perth and in the round Perth, I should say, isn't it? Yeah. And that, so that would also explain why both the prices and the rents are going up at enormous speed at the moment. Yeah. Well, you know, when, when you're talking a yield of four and a half to 5.2, actually 4.8 to sort of 5.2% yep. yield, owner-occupied debt can still be had for sub three. It is cheaper to buy than it is to rent. Yes. Uh, absolutely. And the government's just increased the lending scheme. So I think it was 450000 hmm. That's now gone up to 600000 a lot of those people going, well, I need 5%, mum, dad, aunties, uncles, cousins, and they're heading into the market now because they can't get a rental property and it's cheaper to buy. Um, Probably not for long <laughs> at this rate. It might not for long. <laughs> well, look, I, I'll give you another example. So I, um, oh, I've sp spoken about that client, you know, in June de la, paid 5.30, literally around the corner 5.50, that's six weeks, five, yeah. four or five weeks, actually. Um, it, it's just staggering on. It, it's interesting. And agents don't are no longer pricing. It's just offers because they've got no clue what someone's prepared yeah. to pay for yeah. it. It's when, when the market is frenzy. It's the same thing with Sydney as well. There's no point in terms of pricing anything uh, at that point. It, it purely depends on how the market or what the market rate people are willing to pay. Yeah, so. yeah. And, and you just can't compete with that owner-occupier that's emotional. Yeah. Um, you just can't do it. When's but, a, sorry, yeah. Dave, when's the last time you saw these type of frenzy? Is it around 2013, around when the mining boom 2012, was 2012. Yeah. 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 Um, and speaking to some long-term agents, they're telling me I've never seen it this hot. Yeah, well. Mm. You know, I'm seeing things like house listed, someone there within two hours, knockout off, I've gone. Just that sort of heat, that sort of speed in the market. Mm. But look, there is still that there's a really good hunting ground in that um, there is still a lot of unhappy landlords that are selling. <laughs> and that is just don't get me started in terms of timing. You've held it through, you know, oh, I can get what I got for it in 2012. It's gone. Yeah. And they've got, you know, I am getting some stuff. There is some bargains um, for long leased product. Yep. Because only an investor can take that. Your owner occupier doesn't want it. Yes. And I've had some good hunting in that space. Okay. Okay. Um, That's a uh, yeah. little bit of a hint. <laughs> that itself is pretty unique, I guess. Um, but um, yeah. Okay. No, very good. Uh, look, Dave, I'm, I want to, I guess, coming from an investor's perspective, I want to yeah. see whether we can give a bit of pointers to, to our investors at the moment in terms of where in perfect the moment would still present value from an investor. Like if I talk to Dave Hall as an investor, 
Yeah. Where where would you where would you say uh, at the moment it's still good value in terms of buying at the moment? Okay, so generally it depends on your budget. Mm -hmm. So and you've got a couple of options. So what we'll call the western suburb, so Cottesloe, Claremont, uh, going up as far north as Trigg. Yep. Um, really, really good capital growth to come. Highly western, sought after. Yep, the western suburbs. But you really that that starts at a million and a half. Yeah. Okay, and lousy yields. Um, you know, we're talking two, two and a half percent yield. So mm. it depends. But generally within the 20 to 25K ring, you're starting to now need around mid fives for a house. Yep. Um, but still really good buying. Like I purchased one in Victoria Park, which is right on the river, right by the city, beautifully renovated, 3-1. Uh, paid 570000 opposite a park. And beautiful. Three minutes walk here on the river, cafe strip galore. Great buying. CBD location. Really, really trendy <laughs> suburb. Um, to, you know, that was a little unit out to sort of that 25K ring. Um, you, you don't really want to go any further out than that. So we, we've seen, thanks to the federal and state government grants, We've seen a lot of concrete slabs go down in those, what we call the new building suburbs. Mm -hmm. Those um, owners have seen their bills go up 30 to 40%. They can't finance them. Um, and there is a lot of carnage to come and sort of that going north, Clarks and Harrisville South. It, it, there's there's absolute carnage to come through these unfinished builds. Yeah. Okay. And there'll be mortgagee in possession. Um so, yeah, you, you want to be careful. You really want suburbs with tight supply, strong rental demand, close to amenity, uh, and you'll do exceptionally well. They're just demand is through the roof, and I do not see it slowing down at all. So, basically, stick try to stick within the 25 kilometres from Perth CBD. Yeah. Now, what do Perth people value, um, like, you know, if it's yeah. coming from an Eastern investor, right? Like I have, a, yeah. I have, we always look at from adopting a Sydney, a Sydney type of analogy, you'll be looking at like transport, good schools. Um, yes. But I think Perth people or the Western Australian people prefers lifestyle over, over a lot of these things. So, you know, suburbs sort of no more than three or four from the beach, mm -hmm. straight line, because our beaches are, are beautiful. Um, you know, it's down there, it's just stunning. Um Close to the beach, yep. we're just the, it's only two years and we don't know how many billion late, close to train lines. Because mining is such a large part, the train line to the airport's going to be opening up in around three or four months. Your FIFO worker absolutely just wants to take a train to work, get in, jump off, cheaper, faster, more secure than a taxi. Um, schools. West Australians, we're really, after coming back from Europe, we are the largest, we're larger than LA in footprint, and we have 17% of the population. 17%. West mm. Australians love houses. They want a bit of a yard. They want a bit of space. They want to be able to park their cars, have a little bit of a man shed to collect some toys in. Yeah. Um, it's still, an, and I'm absolutely seeing that in the sales statistics. That's what they want. The younger generation, so sort of the 30 belows, they're now drifting strongly towards duplex halves and units. They don't want a garden. They don't want to mow lawns. 
um, but they still want a nice large house and they want amenities. So they want cafes, proximity to city, mm. um, you know, and I'll give you an example. There's a little suburb called Burswood. No one knows about it. You can buy, I purchased a little 3-1 unit there, it was be 14 months ago for well under 400,000, at least for 450 a week. Nice. Walking distance to a train station, walking distance to the stadium. Yep. Just, and, and, and you know, silly, uh, stupidly undervalued. Um, is that like within five kilometres from Perth, CBD? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah it's yeah. walking distance so, to the it? river, yeah, yeah, walking yeah. distance to the Victoria Park Cafe strip. Uh, wow. complex of four just outstanding and no one knows about it it's <laughs> for some reason it's ignored you go any suburb around it and you'll be paying 150,000 more for the same thing um yeah it's amenity it's proximity to the city and it's going to be interesting so COVID here is definitely starting to bite we've escaped what you guys had to go through mm. Um, you know, I've got a property settling today for a client. I was meeting him for a congratulation. He's rung and said the whole family's got COVID. Oh. One of my tenants got a minor problem, go to see her. I can't don't come in, I've got COVID. Um, we're starting to see over the next three to four months, it's going to bite in terms of housing. So one of the things we need to look at is a COVID clause in any contract. Um, because it, it could affect you, it could affect the tenant. We're starting to see employers really struggling because mm. they're losing staff um, to COVID. They can't deliver products on time. We're, we've got sort of three to four months of some turbulence in our market, and honestly, it's time to get in and really take advantage of that. Yeah, right. Okay, okay. Uh, are, the, are the employers in curve allowing people a uh, majority of people working from home in that instance yeah. i know your premier is very strict in terms of these type and, of restrictions right absolutely look at part of it comes down to liability of employers you, you don't want to be exposing your employees to covid in an office so you know i look at my house um, i've got a uni student i've got a son who's working full-time a wife who works full-time i do more than full-time and we're all from home um the CBD has taken a noticeable hit. Like, yes, I had to go to a meeting, got a car park right in front of the building. That would never happen. <laughs> um, there is going to be an element now that wants to work from home. Um, it, it's become the trend. Um, and that sort of comes back to a housing type. So I've got a client, we've bought a deceased estate off market. They just wanted it sold quietly. The money wasn't important. Agent rang me. Yep, got it. And we're delivering a work from home office as part of the renovation. Right. And I firmly believe that that will just get it absolutely top dollar, top dollar when my client flips that in 12 months. Um, absolutely. So that trend to a bit of a nice bit of office space. Mm really really important yeah so i think houses with uh with plenty of rooms plenty of space which is essentially what everyone's after since the COVID yeah. started that's that's generally the trend uh for perth as well yeah uh, now the other question i have for you dave is if um if people are adopting more working from home style yeah. does that mean perth is going to get more decentralized moving forward I think it will. So talking to clients and people, employers are saying to their employees, look, home two days, yeah. office three days, or home three days, office two days. 
I know that's people like Rio Tinto, BHP, real estate companies, anyone of even, you know, I've got a client who works for a bank. Mm. She's at home full time. She's been told one day a week in the office on Mondays. You know, yeah. um, and bank service, we know are very resistant to change. So it, it will be a trend, but it's, you know, I save an hour and a half a day not stuck in traffic. It, it genuinely adds to lifestyle. And I think everyone's experience is a bit different, but my productivity is 3x what it was because you don't get the interruptions. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, when, when everyone getting used to working from home, that just seems to be the norm. But how is that decentralization going to um, impact the housing prices, especially the, I guess, the outer suburbs that's beyond the 25 kilometers within your ring? Like, do you, do you see the, I guess, the more of the regional centers starting to go through like a mini boom after that, following that, the key. That's the key been and gone. That's been um, and gone, So we've seen like Margaret River, Bustleton, Dunsborough, yep. even Geraldton, which has been a, a housing hell, I think would be the polite term. Um, we've seen the lifestylers absolutely descend down there, don't need to ever go into the office, that, that's happened. Yeah, um, okay. And there's still very competitive housing markets. There is nothing to rent in those suburbs either. Um, I think they've now hit full. I think that we, it, it, I'm not gonna, we're not going to know till it's passed, but I'm pretty confident that those markets now have seen their boom and they're just, they're, they're not falling by any means, but they're just, you know, rising with inflation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But your bet at the moment will be more, I guess, still within the 25 kilometer CBD from a more of a long-term play type of scenario, because you yeah. would expect that eventually, I mean, we're seeing this in Sydney now, I think, you know, the CBD is starting to come back alive, uh, given the yeah. fact that they're encouraging a lot more people coming back to work, like you said, maybe, you know, two or three days in the office and the other two to three days working from home. But you know, even with that percentage changes uh, in the future in Perth, um, do you think that people will slowly come back to Perth CBD at one point? Look, more people will come back. You only have to see the number of cafes that have folded to know that the impact that, that has happened. Mm. Um, some people will definitely be going back to the office, but I also think that there's going to be a trend that are just going to stay at home. So I look at my former company, we courted, the, when we moved offices, we courted the number of square meters we had yeah yeah okay um and look my former boss is very he's a smart man and he just saw the advantage and i, I don't know anyone who's not more productive but he's very focused on who he employs sure um productivity is fantastic um so we will see some particularly mining companies particularly the you know industries like if we pick on mining engineering you don't want to ring up your um, structural engineer and then your detailer and yourself to solve a problem. You just want to go into an office and do it. So mm -hmm. it'll come down to industry, but I think work from home is here for good. Um, and it, it will definitely come to that larger house, larger space to get it. And the market's reflecting that now and the fact that it's houses that yep. have just nosedived in yeah. stock. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay. Wow. How long? And I know this is this is touching on your crystal ball now, Dave. How yeah, long no, do you think this, this is going to run for? That, that's really interesting. So yeah, you'll hear a lot of advice and, and things. 
West Australia for a hundred years has had a number of failures. Mm. The first is to diversify from a mining and oil and gas. Okay. The next failure that it's had is we do not train the next generation. Okay. We do not train our next generation engineers, our next generation fitters. We've been overtaken by accountants. Oh, that's a cost gone. Yeah. So I'll look at my old former engineering company I used to work for. In 2012, it had um, around 250 mining engineers and employees. Uh, the bust came, it dropped to about 60. They are desperately recruiting and there's no one. The way out of our employment, we've got to train people. So we, we have too much mining. Yep. We rely on importing people from around the world which comes to housing. But, you know, mining is such a large chunk. It's going to come back to the C word, China. Yeah. Okay. China buys our iron ore. Um, I think China has some significant headwinds that are really going to start hitting late this year. I think they we're already seeing, you know, Shanghai, share falling, yeah. COVID, the fact that they, they're going to, continue lockdown, locking down. You haven't, if you're a manufacturer, you haven't been able to visit the factory for two and a half years. Uh, they've got some headwinds. So that is going to have an impact on iron ore. Mm -hmm. My personal belief is because printing of money is now leading to strong inflation globally, we're going to see significant infrastructure projects to help people still ride through what's going to be high inflation and supply chain issues. Um, so I believe the iron ore will do reasonably well. I personally believe the electric car industry is going to see massive gains to Western Australia. Yep. Um, if I was to polish my crystal ball, and look, it's really easy. Um, if you want to know when to sell in Western Australia, and I'll put, give you the link, get onto the Real Facts website. When you see more than 13,500 properties for sale for a period of three or four months, go because that's a balanced market we're going to go we're, we're in an excessively tight market as soon as we get to balanced and it's a prolonged balance period and we know there's no new mining projects time to go so my gut feel is definitely three years probably four years mm. maybe five wow okay but awesome. the, you know let's look at another statistic so according to domain the median and i'm talking houses just Houses, not villas, not apartments, not land, houses. Yep. The median house price in Perth is $640,000. Yes. In Sydney, it's $1.6 Yep. Now, we're not going to get to Sydney, but we have the lowest unemployment rate. We have the, by percentage, highest number of job vacancies. We have a mining industry that is an absolutely screaming for people. You... Today can buy for less than you can rent. Mm. I, I just look at all these factors and just go, we've got some really, really good green sky to get under our belt. But what I will say is Perth is an in and out market. It's too boom and bust because mining is such a significant chunk of our economy. Yes. So if I go back to 2012, when we're, we're pretty much at those prices, a little bit above that now, we had a massive overhang of supply of housing 
that took five years to be absorbed, um, that's going to happen again. The, the cycle's going to repeat. The building industry in three to four years will get enough trades, will be able to start, they will overbuild, and the cycle's going to repeat. Um, because our governments can't diversify out of mining, I, I, it's an in and out market. Yeah. Okay. So not really a long term hold uh, to, no. a, to a degree, isn't it? So no, I, I, I made the mistake last time of holding my portfolio when what I should have done is leave, go to Sydney and Melbourne, exit, and you know come back to Perth twelve months ago. Mm. You know mm. that that's what I should have done. But yeah, I, I've very definitely learned the lesson now. Um, yeah, and it's Perth, it's very easy to predict. Once we get a balanced market for a short period, it's as good as you're going to do, find that next market and move on out. That's great insight, actually. So what was that magical figure again? About 13, um, I'll, I'll give it to you in real fact. So the, <laughs> the total number of properties listed for sale, above 13,500. 13,500. That's a, a period of balanced market. If it's there for two to three months, yeah. we know that there's no new mining projects coming on to bring people in yes cut and run yeah okay okay Um, and the other thing is 50 percent of buyers will be novice investors just all those signs of a heated market Mm, 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 okay Mm, now very interesting very interesting i think purpose wa is definitely a totally different market to the eastern cities that uh, that we've been working with where i guess we we almost adopt more of a uh, long hold type of strategy right buy and hold strategy rather than look at a get in and get out type of strategy. But having said that, I mean, it sounded like you're an advocate of when you made the money, basically put it into the Eastern seaboard markets. Yeah, well, we'll put it into that next market. Um, I'm looking at the US housing market and I'm seeing all the worrying signs of a repeat of 2007. Um, Yeah, I'm just seeing all those signs and, you know, maybe in 18 months, two years, you won't go shopping over there. Mm. Um, But yeah, mining is just, too much of our economy. Yeah. Um, it, it really does. And, you know, mining industry is brutal um, in just cut, yep, bang, gone, gone, gone. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Um, so, right. yeah. Hmm. Thank you, Dave. No, look, that's, uh, that's full of wisdom. Um, I guess before we wrap up, any, um, any final, uh, any, anything else that you'd like to add to our listeners? Look, do your due diligence. Yep. Really make sure it is, you know, a property it's tightly held. Don't be, an agent said it very well, said, look, this is the situation I'm in today, David. Um, when I get a property under contract, I am loved by the seller, hated by the buyer. By the time I settle, I'm loved by the buyer and hated by the seller. Yeah. You, if it's an on-market property, you have to be aggressive. Yeah. Um, and same token, though. Don't be afraid of losing a few. Yeah, um, I think it's just, uh, yeah. The, yeah. With the number of the number of battle scars that you can that you can accumulate, isn't it? It's all going to form part of the experience in terms of getting that next property. It is, and look, not every property. Look, I, I, I'm interested in one in a thousand listings yeah. Yeah. that really, really meet my criteria. Um, it, it, I'm really getting that fussy. Um, and I'm look, I'm really fortunate. Thirty to forty percent of what I'm currently getting is off market. Yeah. So I'm not having that feverish competition. Awesome. Um, and that's you know that's a really good benefit. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. 
All right. No, thank you, Dave. Look, I really appreciate your time. Um, as always, it's been an insightful chat and uh, you've, you've added so much value, which I'm sure our listeners will be, uh, will be thanking you. That's for sure. So um, yeah, no, we, we'd like to thank you again for your time and uh, you know, until next time, I'm sure we'll bring you back on at some point in time, probably Beautiful. a couple of months just to review it and see where Perth's currently sitting at. Oh, look, it, it will be going really strong. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt about that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you, Dave. Dave. Thank you. Uh, and to our listeners, uh, thank you for tuning in today. And uh, look, you know, we will, um, uh, I'm sure that uh, we will have more exciting guests coming up in the next few weeks. Until then, stay safe. Uh, don't over leverage. And uh, we'll speak to you guys very soon. Cool. Thank you, Dave. I'll send you.